0: Last week we began talking about uh, using your faith as a tool. Proficiently using the faith that God has given you to produce, to accomplish things. And we understand from the scriptures, and I'll read this to you again from Romans, the Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, or it's the power of God unto salvation. To him who believes. Say it with me, to him who believes. who believes. Everything rises and falls on faith. Everything rises and falls on our ability to trust God and believe Him. Four times in Scripture, say that with me, four times. Four times, four times in Scripture, the Bible says the just shall yes. live by faith. You will say, well, Pastor, who are the just? Are those the perfect people? No, the just are people who have given their lives to Christ. Amen. He took their sin and gave them His righteousness. That makes you just. And so there's a certain way that those people live. And the way those people live is by faith. But for years, I didn't understand this as a baby Christian, as a developing Christian. People would say, I'm believing God for this, or I'm believing God for that, or, you know, I'm walking by faith. I didn't get it at all. And I, through the years, I studied faith so I would understand how to break this down in the most simple terms that we can run with the concept of faith and use it as a tool. And that means we have to understand that if we're going to walk by faith, we have to hear what God says about something. Say it with me. You've got to hear. And then we have to believe. Say, I have to believe. believe. Then say, I have to speak. speak. Then I have to do. do. And what God's put it in my heart is they'll go and break down each one of these. And we've talked a lot about speaking. If we don't hear, not with these paddles, but on the inside, what God is saying as we're under the word of God being preached or reading the word of God, then we're not going to have faith come. We won't be able to have faith as a tool. But if I'm hearing from the Lord, I'm going to thank God that at some point in time He struck your heart with the reality of the Word of God. It came real to you. Say it with me. It came real to me. That means that uh, you're on the right track. It it, it was real because you actually heard it. Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, hear, let him hear. And a lot of people right now can hear physical sounds, but there are varying degrees of hearing even as I'm speaking right now. And people who are going to walk by faith and use faith as a tool, they're going to start with actually hearing God. Not the the totality itself, not all the word of God at that moment, but some aspect, some revelation, some ramal word of God that just comes alive on the inside of them. And now that's how they begin to operate in faith. If there is no hearing there will not be any faith. Say it with me, there has to be some hearing before there can be some faith. Yeah, I talk about people like, you know, blind Bartimaeus. Somewhere along the line, blind Bart heard something. Messiah, there's a healer. There's a restorer, And here he comes, you know, with his hearing. He hears he's coming by. Well, what does he do? He begins to reach out and stretch out his faith. But it all started with hearing. And that's how it started for you and for me. Somebody gave you witness about Christ. Somebody told you about the born-again life. Somebody told you about the truth. It all started with you hearing something. Let me move on real quickly today and just kind of encourage you. Uh, The Bible has a lot to say about hearing, but I want to just encourage you to get in the Word all you can and sit under the preached Word every opportunity you can. And when you're not in church, listen to the preached Word. Listen to MP3s. You know, listen to the great stuff on YouTube or Facebook. There's a lot of junk out there, but there's a lot of stuff out there that will build your faith if you'll participate in it. There's no excuse for any of us to be wimps in faith. Turn to somebody and say, don't be a wimpy cinch, sack." <laughs> we can be what? Strong in faith. But it all starts with hearing. But it doesn't stop there. The next step is that we actually have to believe the things that God said. I can hear great promises all day long, but if I don't believe them, they're not going to activate in my life. And there are a lot of people in the body of Christ that, you know, they, they hear things. I mean, there's a lot of hearing going on right now across the country. Lots of people sitting in church in Calaway County. That doesn't mean they're hearing the uncompromised word. And even if they are, it doesn't mean they're believing what they're hearing. Your faith won't work unless you actually believe the things that God said about a matter. I tell you, when God says that He's a forgiving God, you need to believe that He's a forgiving God. When His Word says you've been made righteous, you need to believe that you've been made righteous. When He says you're the head not the tail, you need to believe you're the head not the tail. When He calls you whole and sound, you need to believe you're whole and sound. As Rodney talked about today, and Rodney, that was worth worth the price of admission today. Thank you for that. You need to believe that you have authority over things. Yes. And to the extent that you don't, there's just this thud there in the spirit realm. Well, there are people in this room, no doubt, believe that. And other people kind of mentally went tilt. That's what you don't want to happen. You want to believe what God actually says. Right now, you should be believing that Jesus could come back at any time. You should be expecting Him to come back any time. Well, He's not coming back. People have been saying that for years. Listen, just because people have been saying something for years doesn't mean God's Word is suspect. It's what did God say and actually believing it. So we can hear wonderful promises, wonderful messages, and let them go in one ear literally and out the other and never see fruit because we don't believe. And one of the reasons... um, I feel I'm supposed to do this right now, is there's a lot of people that have the concept of believing that is beyond really what Scripture teaches. The concept has been so complicated and so muddled, most people don't understand what it means. So usually when I'm doing a message on something, I'll define that concept, and then I'll talk about that concept. I'm going to do just the opposite today, because I want to show you from Scripture how important this is. So go over to Romans chapter 10, if you would. And we read this scripture to show you the link between believing and hearing and preaching. In verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do I still have people out here that believe that? Come on, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? You see the link there. And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Why? They're bringing good news. And because they're bringing good news, there is hearing. And because there is hearing, there is believing. And because there is believing, there is actual redemption or salvation. Now, God could have done this any way he wanted to do it. He could have set up any mechanism, any protocol he wanted, but he chose to use the preached Word to save people's lives as they reacted, responded, and believed it. If you don't believe that, just go to Ephesians 4, remind yourself the apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists, pastors are all speaking gifts. Right. 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 Say yes. so it would be, their speaking they're speaking gifts. When they speak, what happens? Faith comes. And so I want you to understand today that that's the mechanism God chose to use. But it's important for a person when they're sitting under the Word and they hear something, then their flesh goes, I'm not sure I can accept that. But on on the inside, well, I sure would like to believe that. You go with God instead of your feelings. You go with God instead of what they used to say or what the world says out there. And you make up your mind, you know, I'm going to hear with an attitude to receive what he's actually telling me. An active heart responsive to the Word of God. Listen to these scriptures in Matthew twenty nine twenty-eight. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. How do you know that was the right answer? In John 6.29, Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. You say, Is that a big deal? Yeah, that tells you that believing is the big deal. You don't get to heaven because you're perfect. You don't go to hell because you're imperfect. You go to hell because you're imperfect and didn't believe on Jesus. It's just that simple. The point for us today is to remember how critical the concept of believing is. Jesus said in Mark 1.15, the time has come, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Somebody uh, would say, "What, what time is it on God's calendar? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time to repent and it's time to believe. Yeah. Come on, shout it out. It's time, it's time, time to, repent. to repent, and it's time, it's time to, believe. to believe. What time is it? It's time to repent and believe. Yeah. Yeah. That'll get you saved. Believing will get you the victory. Amen. In your life as you move forward. Mark 9, 23 and 24, the disciples that tried to help out this man's son. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. How powerful is belief? It, it works the impossible. All things are possible to him who believes. Say it, I believe. I believe. In uh John 11:40, 40, then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Anybody here interested in seeing more of the manifest presence? Yes. Manifest goodness? Manifest power of God. Jesus said, Didn't I tell you? They saw him transfigured. Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? We're not talking about theological, or hermeneutical, homiletical power of God or, or glory of God. We're talking about God actually doing things in our midst. Before the Red Sea, God had the power to part the Red Sea, but the manifested power is the Red Sea parting. Anybody here need a Red Sea parting in your life, some miracle? He's still doing that today. But you must believe. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. I believe that God wants to pour out His glory like like never before. I believe He wants to fill the earth with His glory. That's what Scripture says. But if I want to see it show up in my life, in my family, in my church, in my town, I have to believe. Glory to God. Move on with me over to uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 49. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus... Don't be afraid. What do you say? Just believe. And she'll be healed. Just believe. Does that sound like Jesus has given that man 50 to do's? If you'll do these 25 things in order, then she'll get healed. Just believe. God is wanting to take you back to the foundations of how to walk by faith and not by sight. You have to hear what God says about a matter. Then you have to believe what God says about a matter. If you're dealing with a physical issue today, you need to hear what God says about healing and restoration in your body. If you need to have a financial need, you need to hear what God says about finances. Amen? And listen with an open heart, a teachable heart, to things like Rodney presented to you today. If you need a, a wisdom and guidance and you need it yesterday, you need to hear what God has to say. But then you need to believe the things you're hearing yes. instead of your circumstances, instead of what old theology told you, instead of what error told you, what this world told you and continues to tell you. You're going to find out that God's word will stand in opposition and contrast to every other voice out there. Your job is to believe what he says. That's why he was able to say, only believe. Well, he must have believed because his daughter got well. Amen. Look, church, um, this shouldn't be complicated for us. You and I have been believing things all our lives, and some of them are really crazy and stupid. But we believe them. When I was a little boy, I had two older brothers, I was taught that girls had cooties. I've been thinking about that, and I think it'd probably be good if boys still thought girls had cooties. Moving right along, that would would absolutely, uh, you know, lower the abortion rate in this country if they still thought they had cooties. People believe that because they heard it and read it in their textbook, that you can see the Great Wall of China from space. I hate to disappoint you, but a Chinese astronaut actually debunked that years ago, but it's still in textbooks all over the world. And I'm not talking about zooming in with a satellite. I'm talking about from space itself. You can't, but lots of people believe that. I got a, I got a, a message from my second cousin, uh, Lauren, This is, uh, you know, the the granddaughter, actually, of one of my uh, mother's sisters. And it was of her baby sister, Ginger. A lot of you prayed for her when she had cancer. And just the sweetest picture, I went to Barnes Hospital to pray for her, and she got to put her hand like here on me, and I put my arm around her, and they took a shot. And she actually sent that to me yesterday. And uh, like, like mom, all those girls were characters. And uh, how do you know when you're about three years old? You're impressionable. I was the mind of my own business. And they were visiting, the families were visiting, and Ginger comes up to me and she says, "If you blow on my thumb, I'll have a baby." (laughs) What I didn't know was she was already about eight months pregnant. When the baby came out. Guess who thought he was responsible? <laughs> true, true story. <laughs> she had asked me to, to handle her final arrangements, so I went up to Illinois and I did that for her when she went on to be with Jesus, one of the most precious souls God ever put on this planet. Isn't it right, Mom? Awesome lady. When I did her service for her, I, I told them that story. They laughed and I said, you know, I, I, I got better after three or four years of therapy, you know. <laughs> The little guy believing, believing that I was responsible for that. <coughs> there are people to this day that still believe the Earth is flat. Despite the hundreds of thousands of images from space and the space station, and from astronauts and from satellites showing clearly it's spherical, they, why? they, they, they believe what they believe, they believe it's flat. I believe it's round. Some, one of us is wrong. <laughs> you heard this a lot. It was probably just because of what you were doing, aggravating people. Uh, if you crack your knuckles, you're going to get arthritis in your knuckles. Did you not hear that, Tim, growing up? Yep, all the time. But all it really... <laughs> But I understand all it is is like nitrogen and your fluid, it's actually popping. That's all it is. And anybody here had, have your neck adjusted by a chiropractor and it popped? That wasn't your neck popping. It's the same principle. So the reality is, no, you won't get arthritis from cracking your knuckles. So let's all do it right now and just drive everybody crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard this one. I think it was for the same purpose, you know, for, for kid control It'll take seven years for you to digest that piece of gum you just swallowed. Seven. So I hope you enjoy that bubble yum. It's going to be with you a while. (laughs) Yeah. You've heard this one. The average human swallows eight spiders a year during sleep. The experts uh, tested this theory out. What they found out is that when people sleep with their mouth open, they typically snore, and the snoring drives the spiders actually away. <laughs> but people believe it. People believe it. People believe that Marie Antoinette actually said when she was presented with evidence that the people who were starving to death let them eat cake, she never said that. The reality is, she was one of the most compassionate people ever to govern, and actually, she did everything she could to feed the peasants. But what do we believe? What we heard somebody say? Most people think that Napoleon was a sawed off shotgun, about four foot nine. Amen. You hear the phrase Napoleon complex? Little man with an attitude, or whatever. He was actually five seven. He was bigger than a lot of you sitting here today. <laughs> but people believe that he was what? Very very short. People believe the moon landing was faked. I get the sense that there's a couple of you in here. (laughs) Different sermon, different time. We all heard in elementary school that George Washington had wooden teeth. I hate to break it to you, but dentistry was advanced beyond that even at his age and his day. And this is something that we can all can relate to. Toilet seats are filled with germs. There's a reason why that's not true. It's because everybody disinfecting them all the time. But here is something that is true. How many of y'all have a cell phone? How many of y'all are holding a cell phone? There's 10 times more germs on your phone right now than on the average toilet seat. So talk on, brother. Talk on. Hey, Amen. Just <laughs> Go ahead. My goal here is to demystify what believing God is actually all about. You and I generally believe things every single day. Uh, You don't know where you're going. Before the days of GPS, you stop and you see somebody mowing their lawn or see somebody in a store, see somebody walking and say, you know, how do I get to such and such an interstate, whatever. And they tell you, you don't know them from Adam, but you went and did everything they told you to do. You don't have any knowledge of this person whatsoever, but you instantly believe that they gave you correct information. So the potential for you to believe God is always there. Yes. 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 Kelly and I lived in Springfield, Missouri when I was in graduate school. And uh, Tammy and my sister was flying into Lambert Field. We were going to pick her up and come over to, um, to the house where mom and dad lived in Southern Illinois. And family was getting together. I can't remember what for. But, uh, so I was there and I, picked her, I went there to pick her up. And so I, I drove up to the curb and I told Kelly, now, stay here. <laughs> I'm going to go into the carousel area and, and get her. This is, you know, the days way before all the TSA stuff. And, and so I, I, I go in there, and she's nowhere to be found, you know. Um, I, uh, I come back out, and Kelly's nowhere to be found. <laughs> uh, she had just learned how to dri- drive a, a standard transmission, She'd never driven in a city in her entire life. And I get out there and she's not there. Now she says, she says that I was in a bus zone. And so what happened was when the bus came up, the bus did everything but shove her out of the way. She starts moving, just takes whatever road she can. Next thing you know, she's, she's no longer in the airport complex. She's on I-70 West headed towards Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> and uh, I walked out, <laughs> I walked out and I'm looking up and down. This lady sees me at the bus stop and she stands up and she goes, she went dad away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank God on, on that area towards I-70, she ran into an old TWA, TWA pilot, and he explained to her with all the construction how to actually get back. But this is, a, this is a, different, a difference of opinion between my wife and I. I say it was not a bus stop. But I mean, you just take directions randomly from somebody because you trusted them. Yeah, instantly had trust for somebody you never met in your entire life. Last time you got on an airplane, did you actually check the number of hours and the rating that pilot had for that particular aircraft? Did you? You instantly believe that nobody would have put somebody in a cockpit that didn't have the number of hours that needed to fly that aircraft or the right rating. Every aircraft has a different rating. Yet they put people that were drunk in those cockpits. But yet you went out, you went up there, you know, thirty-five miles, you know, thirty-five thousand feet up. You know, hundreds of miles an hour with your hair on fire and you don't know anything about those people. I can see what some of y'all are thinking right now. I'm going to find out from now on exactly (laughs) who's flying my plane. Look at somebody and and just tell them, you have the capacity to believe, period. It was built inside of you the day you were born and and amplified the day you got born again. (laughs) there are some of you considering going to a restaurant after this service and you will sit down (laughs) and you have no idea how your food was prepared. But you will sit down and by faith believe that the people that cooked it washed their hands that the kitchen didn't have little critters running around. Huh? Huh? Folks, let me help you out here. That's why we say the blessing. (laughs) It's not to look religious in front of the Church of Christ people. No. When years ago a restaurant, which I will not mention, had a buffet. (laughs) And... uh, Kelly got hers and sat down in, in the chair there, and I got mine and sat down just right after Sunday morning service. And all of a sudden, Kelly going, hey, Art, Art, Cockroach? Cockroach? <laughs> I looked down, and there's a cockroach right here on my shirt. Oh. And I couldn't help but instincts kicked in, and I went like that, and I flicked it. <laughs> and it landed two tables over. Well, <laughs> so, I, I I, fashioned a leadership message for our church staff from that experience called Cockroaches in the Restaurant. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I flicked that thing and I could hear the thing saying, I believe I can fly. <laughs> it just, well, you would do the same thing. I mean, you sure would, yeah. But you believe. Some of you are saying, I'm not going out to eat today, I don't believe. (laughs) But you just, you believe, you have the capacity to believe. Listen to what Mark 11 says, verse 22 through 24. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain Go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen. It will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe. Say it with me, believe. Believe Believe you have received it and it will be yours. Believe past tense. In other words, you have the capacity to believe in all these daily things. Believe that what you're asking for, in fact, will be done. A minister friend of mine posted this the other day. He said a Baptist church was opposed to a big bar that was being constructed in their town. And they decided to have an all-night prayer meeting to pray against the bar. Not long after that, the prayer meeting broke up. Lightning struck the bar that was under construction and completely consumed it in fire. The bar owner filed suit against the church saying the church was responsible. The church hired an attorney claiming they... Uh, have no responsibility whatsoever for the loss of the bar. The judge presiding over the case said, I don't know how this case is going to turn out, but one thing is clear. The bar owner believes in the power of prayer, but the church does not. <laughs> I thought, you know, gold star there. That's, there you go. I wanted you to see just how simple in Scripture this is. If you'll go with me over to Second Chronicles. Say it with me, Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. When you're there, say I am there. Turn to three people and tell them boldly, just believe. Yes, believe. Yes, believe. Now, I want to just pick this up um, at verse one. Oh, they're all good. Just <laughs> Pastor Art, tell them the chapter. Second Chronicles chapter 20. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Meunites, and can you see they had an infestation of ites here, came to war against Jehoshaphat. And some people came and told Jehoshaphat, of vast army is coming against you from Edom. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. Now they're all gathered together. They're praising God. They're worshiping God. They're crying out to God. And skip on down for time's sake to verse 14. The whole chapter is just wonderful. Then the spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jael the son of Athaniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat. For those of you who think that Christians should not speak to civil leaders and political leaders, you're dead wrong. That's right. Sometimes we need a correction and sometimes we need an inspiration. Yeah. And he says, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Look at somebody and say, here is the hearing part. The hearing part. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Zeus, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeriel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Yes. Come on, say, it. faith comes by, by hearing. Say, I mean, the four aspects, four aspects. of using faith. As a tool, tool. hearing, 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 believing, believing, speaking, speaking, doing. Doing. They're getting the hearing here pretty powerfully, aren't they? That's the mercy of God to speak into our situation. They heard very, very clearly. Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Then some Levites and the Kohites and the Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa, and they said, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith or believe the prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise Him for the splendor of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. So here's what they did. They marched out, took their positions militarily, but in the front of the column were singers praising God. You know what you do when you're praising God? You're basically saying, You know what? I heard you and I honor you. I believe you. We're going to get this done in Jesus' name. We're going to do what you said. But I want you to understand this. They got the hearing part. The prophet broke through. Aren't you glad when God breaks through in your life with a word, or with a prophetic utterance, with a, with a due season word, amen? It may come from the pulpit. It may come from somebody casually in your workday. But he broke in and they heard. And the king says, believe the prophets and you will succeed. It's not enough to hear the sermon. It's not enough to hear the message. It's not enough to hear the prophecy. You have got to, what? Believe the prophecy. Believe the promise in scripture. Believe what's being preached for it to have any benefit in your life. And the Lord has just assigned me, you know, really with this part of this message, is to help you understand a very simple definition of, of believing as you walk out of here today. And that definition is this. To believe is the conscious and intentional decision to believe what God has said. Amen. That's all it is. It is a decision. Say it with me. It is a decision, a decision to consciously, consciously and intentionally, intentionally believe, believe what God said. What God copy the Amen. Like the born again person is perfect and fully glorified. I'm talking about the the spirit man. The spirit man will always believe God. The problem is you just don't have a spirit. You have a body and you have a soul. You have a mind, will, and emotions. And what you have to do is decide, I'm going to believe what the prophet just said. End end of discussion. End of discussion of teaching what a belief really is. It is the intentional, amen, conscious decision to believe yes. what God said. The Bible says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he has no sorrow to it. Amen. You know what someone who's walking in faith does? I believe it. Yes. Come on, shout it. I believe it. I believe it. God says in Jesus' name, by his stripes, you were healed. What do you do? I believe you believe it. See, we have been somehow taught, or or maybe just, we we just assume this as people of God. We've got to work it up. We've got to whip up faith. And all you've got to do is start lining up with what he said, no matter what it was. Okay, you said we don't have to fight. You said we just have to hold our position, stand our ground, not be afraid, not be discouraged. Well, guess what? I believe it. And that set a series of victories in motion for them, and it will do the same thing for you and for me. It's the conscious and intentional decision to believe what God has said. It's not mystical, it's choosing to make your mind, will, and emotions line up with your spirit man and the Word of God. Believing is simply a choice. Yes. Shout that out. Believing, Believing. is simply. Yes. A choice. Come on, say it again. Believing, Believing is simply, is simply a, choice. a choice. Throughout scripture, you see this. Deuteronomy 30. I said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Here's a tip. Now choose life. Joshua is like, y'all feel burdened, you know, by the things of God and the principles of God. You all do what you want. But what did he say? As for me, in my house, we will what? We will serve the Lord. Yeah. We have so mystified the concept of faith and believing. Most people have a clue. But just like you decided to believe that that person could get you from A to B if you listen to their directions. Or you're going to have that pilot get you from Nashville to wherever. You need to have the same approach to your faith walk. Amen. I just believe it. All right, Are you here today church? Because I have more confidence in God and His Word than some stranger I met on the street somewhere. I have more confidence in God than some pilot somewhere on an aircraft. Are you here today? It's just a decision. You say, well, what if I don't make that decision? You made a decision. Ask for me in my house. I'm going to believe God. Amen. I'm going to choose life and blessing, not death. And cursing, amen. amen. Choose to believe God. I know, Pastor, but what I see is different than that. I, I what I hear is different than, than what God said. You are choosing to believe God over your senses, over your circumstances, and over every other influence that's out there. A decision. Want to say? I decide. To believe God. To believe God. Amen. Amen. See how powerful this is if you truly have heard from him? Now it's just a decision. There are people here, you got various needs, things going on in your life. Uh, God has a word for that. Do you know that? That God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. He's got a way to access every good thing he has for you. But you got to hear it. And then you have to believe it. There are times I feel sorry for some Christians in this country because all they get, you know, is, is, is religion coming out of a pulpit or coming out of a magazine or coming out of a tape or whatever. Amen. They're not getting the uncompromised word of God, so the hearing doesn't do them much good. Right. Let me just be frank with you. You can't hear how to get saved every Sunday for 25 years and grow in faith. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. At some point in time, you have to hear, that's important, I know it's important to go to heaven. But I know between the time you got saved and the time you go to heaven, there's a gap there. And in that gap, I'd like to see you have victory, not confusion, peace, amen, not turmoil, wholeness and soundness instead of being broken in your life. So whatever you find in that word, whatever is preached under the anointing of God, when that rhema strikes your spirit, just go, you know what, I believe that. There are times I know when I have preached and I could almost physically hear somebody saying, well, I doubt that. That's not the way you want to be. Come on, saying, I believe that. I believe. Come on, saying, I believe that. I believe. Whatever God says in His Word, I believe that. Yes. Hey, that's what believers do. Yes. Doubters doubt, but we're believers. Right. Say it. Believer. I am a believer. Say I'm a believer. I am a believer. I decide decide to believe. believe. And after a while, you train yourself this way and you you open up the Word of God and come over to Psalm 103. Matter of fact, just go ahead and do that. That's for somebody today. Somebody. Somebody. Praise the Lord, O my soul. What's the psalmist saying? The problem is in the soulish area. See this? Getting your mind, your will, your emotions to agree with what did God say. All my inmost being, praise his holy name, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives? all your sins. Come on, shout it out. I believe. believe. Do you believe that? He heals all your diseases. Say it. I believe. believe. He redeems your life from the pit. And crowns your life with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Come on, say it. I I believe. That's the way you approach the word of God. When you hear what he says, make sure it's what God says. I mean, be quick on the trigger. I believe that. I just believe what God said. Amen. Give him a hand clap and thank him for it. Let's the Lord for a moment.